0: Good evening and welcome to Little Atoms, the show about ideas, with me, Neil Denny, and with Padre Greedy. Each episode of Little Atoms features a guest from the worlds of science, journalism, politics, academia, human rights, or the arts in conversation. Little Atoms bases itself around the ideas of the Enlightenment. Things like Secular Humanism, Free Inquiry, Freedom of Expression, and The Scientific Method. Although we're just as likely to find ourselves talking about their antithesis. Things like Superstition, Religious Fundamentalism, Censorship, and Conspiracy Theory. Our guests bring ideas that are challenging, sometimes controversial, often polemical, but always interesting. And our guest on this week's show was Professor Noam Chomsky. Noam Chomsky has been described as the world's greatest public intellectual. Born in 1928 in Philadelphia, Chomsky began his academic career as a young linguistics professor at MIT in the 1950s. His theory of transformational grammar suggests that the capability to form structured language is innate to the human mind. However, Chomsky first came to the general public's attention for his outspoken opposition to the Vietnam War. For more than 40 years, he has been the Academy's loudest and most consistent critic of US policies at home and abroad. Professor Chomsky has written more than 40 books, including American Power and the New Mandarins, Manufacturing Consent, Hegemony or Survival, Deterring Democracy and Failed States, and he continues to lecture frequently, as prolific a provocateur as ever. Professor Chomsky, I'm hoping you're there.
1: Yes, I'm here.
0: Hello, it's, it's an honour to speak to you. Thank you. At the moment, a lot of people in in um, in Europe and I suppose around the world, seen America as emerging from something of a dark period into a bright new future with the with um, the election of President Obama. Um, he's he's presented in the media over here almost in messianic terms. And um, now he's he's been in power for uh, uh, just over 100 days, I think it is. I'd like to know how you think it's going
1: it 's going about the way any rational person would have expected uh, the Bush administration for in particular the first term of Bush was completely off the spectrum mm-hmm. I mean the spectrum of politics is pretty narrow, uh, but they were just off it i mean they were the aggressiveness you know the arrogance uh, the brazen contempt uh, even for uh, allies uh, simply antagonized the world along with the uh, aggressiveness of action and so on and uh, in fact uh, u.s. prestige in the world sank to its lowest point since it's ever been measured so you could predict, it was perfectly predictable that the next candidate would try to move back towards the center uh... to be accommodating uh, friendly uh, and so on and that's pretty much what obama's doing actually all of this brings to mind a uh, a comment about uh, the so-called special relationship between Britain and the United States, uh, back in 1962, at the time of the missile crisis, Cuban Missile Crisis, uh, when the fate of Europe was really at stake, mm-hmm. uh, uh, close to destruction. Uh, the United S- the Washington was keeping its plans and decisions secret. It was not even informing Britain. Uh, uh, Macmillan had to learn about it through British intelligence. He was never informed. And a high senior advisor of the Kennedy administration in internal discussion said that uh, Britain will act as our lieutenant. The fashionable word is partner. Uh, Britain likes to hear the fashionable word, uh, but the real word is lieutenant. Now, Bush uh, simply told Britain and everyone else, you're our lieutenant's. Uh, Obama tells them publicly, you're our partners, we really welcome you. But I'm pretty sure the uh, internal word is the same as it was under the Kennedy administration. So yes, there's a change in rhetoric, a change in style, uh, not very much to point to in the way of substance, but uh, some change back towards the position of a more or less normal centrist Democrat, which is what one should have expected.
0: Well, you've written um, b- before the election and r- running up to the election that, that you know Palmer, as you have as said, didn't have a lot of substance and and he was almost you know the candidate that had been invented by, by PR in that you know he was a blank slate. The, we've got these sort of vague terms, yes we can and and hope and and, and things. So, I mean, do you, do you think that's still the case? Yeah. In
1: fact, uh, as you may know, the. The advertising industry gives an award every year to the best marketing campaign of the year. And in 2008, they gave it to the Obama campaign. Mm -hmm. And executives were euphoric. Uh, You can read them quoted in the business press like the Financial Times. They said, we've been marketing candidates like commodities ever since Reagan, and this is the best we've ever done. It's going to change the atmosphere of corporate boardrooms. Now there's going to be a new style and so on. So sure, it was a marketing campaign, and it was pretty successful. And you can see it in the uh, popular mood. So you know, seven or eight months ago, about I think 80 percent of the population believed the country is going in the wrong direction. So naturally, every candidate, including McCain, was marketed as being the candidate of change and hope. And just this week, uh, the latest polls came out. Um, it turns out that the population is sort of split, almost half and half, as to the, whether the country is going in the right direction. So they feel better about things. It's a good marketing campaign.
0: A lot of people here in, um, in Europe, Professor Chomsky, have been quite impressed by, by noises. Um, President Obama has been making noises about, about the U.S. taking a, a lead on combating global warming, particularly, and on, on nuclear proliferation. Is, is this a message that perhaps Europeans are a bit more open to? Is this, again, something we're being sold?
1: Well, again, the Bush administration was off the spectrum. So the population of the United States during the Bush years was strongly in favor of strong action on global warming. In fact, the Kyoto Protocol was so popular in the United States that a majority of Bush voters in 2004 believed that he was in favor of it. That was the popular attitude, so now Obama is going closer to what had been the popular position all along, as you would expect when he's retreating for the more extreme Bush positions, and the same is true on nuclear proliferation, so the Bush administration uh, with its uh, you know the extreme uh, arrogance and contempt, uh, essentially destroyed the uh, year two thousand and five uh, regular uh, view of uh, uh, the non-proliferation treaty and uh, its uh, nuclear issues. They simply destroyed it. They said, we're not going to take part. Well, Obama's going back more towards uh, what the Clinton position was. Yeah, we'll take part, and uh, we will take actions that are uh, pretty sensible. In fact, uh, I'm in favor of them. I think that uh, the U.S. should sign the comprehensive test ban treaty, should uh, uh, reduce uh, nuclear weapons, should act to reduce proliferation. I wish we would do it more seriously. So to take a current crucial example, a considerable majority of Americans uh, in the Middle East are in favor of establishing a nuclear weapons-free zone, which would include Iran, uh, Israel, uh, any American forces deployed there, or British forces. And that's a very sensible position. It can be accompanied by strong verification, but it's not on the agenda.
0: But are we looking at slightly? Um, I think
1: again looking at. The-